It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, it is August the 1st, 2019. This is episode 19 of the Gut Check Project with your host, Dr. Ken Brown. I'm Eric Rieger. What's up, Ken? August 1st? August the 1st. Is it going to finally become summer here in Texas? Because it's been really mild. Dude, it's amazing. We haven't, I don't think that officially, which I think official temp records in our area are kept by DFW Airport. I don't think that they've officially recorded a... 100-degree day in all of July, which is amazing. If you're not from Texas, that does not happen often. I was listening to a Jim Gaffigan set on the way over here where he talks about living in the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where spring, just it, sometimes it could vanish. You're like, wow, it's it's uh, April, and it's 30 degrees. And then the next day is like 90, and he's like, well, there was spring, so it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he threw in a little Hot Pocket joke while he was doing that. Um, hey, uh, so it is, it is August the 1st, and... For all of the several hundred of you that wrote in to let us know that you have liked and shared Gut Check Project back through the month of July for the contest for the signature package from Dr. Brown being a month supply of Autron Teal and KBMD CBD. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for the help, the growth, the uh, the uh, spreading of the word. All of the winners will receive an email by the end of this week. We were advised not to read off your names here because we need to have your permission, which kind of stinks, but I really didn't think of that. That's being new to uh, to podcasting radio. Well, that's why we have a producer to make sure that we don't step on our on our feet that way. Ron was like, nah, you got to. Yeah, you got to get that kind of in writing. First. <laughs> yeah. So you will be notified. The good thing is, is after all of the uh, the success of the press out, especially on the iTunes side, uh, we don't just have five winners. We have six winners, six winners. So it's awesome. That's uh, over six hundred dollars worth of, uh, of giveaways right there that uh, we're going to make available to everybody. So thank you again to everyone. We will have more contests and more chances to share more opportunities and incentives and all that kind of good stuff coming forward. But uh what a great way to to roll through the summer. So uh, Absolutely. So who do we have as our guest today? Guest today is the great Brian Bradford from Sunflower Shop. And Sunflower Shop, if you don't know and you live here in North Texas, you are missing out. Basically, they are they are the pioneers, especially over here in Tarrant County. So it was started, I believe, by his grandmother, run by his father down in Fort Worth. They've expanded now. They've got a gigantic store up here in Colleyville right off of uh, 121. And uh, you've given two recorded yeah, lectures Yeah, so I'm there. super impressed. He's a super smart guy. He's a certified health coach. He's got his own podcast uh, called The Healthy Approach. Former military veteran. Yep. Really knowledgeable. And um, I've given two lectures at his store with great turnouts, like standing room only. Like People really enjoy going to his store and hanging out and getting a little uh, lecture. I, that was the first time that I've um, had a differing uh, age population. Right. And 
and you know we always hand out cards to see how people react to it it's the first time i got like didn't understand a word i'm like oh i need to i need to i, I gotta remember i'm not talking to healthcare professionals all the time i felt bad i wanted to like redo it for her i wanted to drive to her house and be like let me just redo this okay maybe that was a little sciencey that time but. well what was also pretty funny and some of those responses were great lecture and they circled one so they, they, they're just backwards on the, on the numeric scale, which I thought was funny. We get that all the time whenever we're doing those uh, online, online re- reviews through Keith, where uh, somebody will sit there and say, uh, you know, amazing, da-da-da, saved my life, and then you get one. You, you like want to call them up and go, hey, uh, could you change that for me? You're kind of ruining the curve. Yeah, it's not first place. <laughs> I need five stars. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's funny stuff. Well, uh, uh, Brian in his store though is so much more than a store, which is why we're having him here. They they're a pioneer in the community. What does it mean to choose healthy foods? To have supplements that mean something? To have someone guide you to something that that's going to actually benefit you? That's why they have such a good turnout. Whenever you went up there to give those lectures, these people, the customers and the clients that they have there, they they don't just shop there just because it's a convenient place to go to. They go there because they're getting information on how to live better. Yeah. I, I can't wait to bring up an article with him also. Uh, you know how Atrantil is NSF certified? I do. And the polyphenols have been shown to augment athletic performance. Correct. By increasing nitric oxide. Uh, an article just came out that uh, Asada warned athletes about rise in ligandrol use. So the Australian Sports Anti-Doping Authority warned athletes less than a year ago Ligandrol was appearing regularly in random supplements. So people are putting this in. Ligandrol is a SARM. A SARM is a selective androgen receptor modulator. It's a class of uh, compounds that have very similar similar properties to anabolic agents. Uh, They have less androgenic properties. And so athletes are using this started in the bodybuilding world, and now it's ending up in all these supplements, and people don't even realize it. So you have these pro athletes that are being stripped of their titles and stuff. Like, for instance, um, Joaquin Noah tested positive for it and was suspended for 20 games. Oh, the basketball player. Uh-huh. Okay. They've been mixed, mixed martial arts athletes that have been fined uh, money and had to sit out for six months or so, and they swear that they weren't taking it on purpose. And it just shows. I can't wait to talk to him about how he vets the different products that go in his in his store and how many NSF certified products he has and so on. So, because that is exactly why we go through the trouble of doing NSF. I think we're going to be going to, what's the um, nutrition? Oh, we're going to Fincy. And uh, that is at the, I'm, I hope I'm, my date's incorrect. I believe that is uh, the last week of October or the last, next slide. Regardless, um, it's a gigantic nutrition uh, conference for uh, registered dietitians. I mean, they're they're basically the front line of how we are reaching so many people. One hundred percent, and I'm sure that Brian will talk a little bit about that because I'm pretty sure they have registered dietitians in the store, don't they? Yeah, and I, I know that he is a, a clinical health coach and a clinical nutritionist himself. So, so this is why it's so important that when you have a product that you can not only do we help with bloating, not only do we help with you know GI distress, different things like that, bacterial overgrowth, SIBO, but you know, we can show that it's NSF certified, so you can use the polyphenols as a benefit for your athletic performance. Yep. Uh, that is so important to somebody who's a nutritionist dealing with clients, could be athletes, college athletes, Olympic athletes, professional athletes. Um, even right now, Lucas is up in Kalamazoo, and, you know, he's playing at a high level. He's starting to play in ITFs, and they have banned substances. 
that are actually listed there. So it just uh, it happens even at a really early age. So NSF certified Atron Teal, go to lovemytummy.com slash Spoonie, S-P-O-O-N-Y, and you get a really big discount on this. And I'm going to challenge everybody to commit to do this because we want to get a little bit of a push here and make sure that we start promoting the NSF certification, the polyphenols, and the overall digestive relief. Well, and your safety and your confidence is critically important. You start, whenever we started the company, you made no bones about it. You wanted to make certain that you had a product that worked. You wanted to make sure that you had a product that was healthy, that featured polyphenols. But at the same time, you didn't want cost to be uh, an issue. You didn't want that to be an uh, access, uh, or I'm sorry, a, a barrier to access. And you also didn't want anybody to not be confident in what they were choosing wasn't safe. That's funny because eventually we'll have to write a book about the whole process because like when I look back, there are some really funny moments. Um, like for instance, when we were trying to figure out how to get the, um, we knew that Cabracho was going to be our main ingredient. Right. And so we contacted a company that we now work with regularly and they're a fantastic company. But um, I got some Cabracho in, but because I'm worried about everything, I said, I better make sure that this is exactly exactly what it is so i called around if you want to hear something funny stay tuned <laughs> so i'm sitting there calling around and asking labs and they're like no and as it turns out there's only really one major deconstruction lab and it's in kansas uh-huh. and i get hold of the owner and i was like hey i need you to I need to figure this out he's like no problem send me some of the bark and i'll do it and i went send you some of the bark he's like i can do a gas chromatograph on it and if we get one major spike we're going to assume that it's that but i can only do that to a comparison mm-hmm and he goes, you watch way too much CSI. Where they just throw a white bag and said, tell us what that is. And then he comes back and it's just like, oh. He goes, actually, we have to compare it against something. You know, a gas chromatograph, it's, it's a fingerprint of the molecules. Right. And we did that episode on food pairing. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. That was a gas chromatograph. You look at different foods with similar gas chromatographs and the aromas augment each other. And that's right. a way to do food pairing. We did that with Chef Patrick early on. But this is this is an example. So I send it to him, and I'm like, I gotta fly down to Argentina and get some tree bark. Just go there and chop it off and send it. So uh, yeah, we went through a lot of trouble to make sure that it was everything was pure. But I thought that was the funniest thing. You watch too much CSI. <laughs> well, and and then beyond that, whenever uh, you and Brandy were stepping in just to try it out, because every single thing that you've ever turned out, y'all. Have I've always put yourself through the test first. And we learned that through, um, without even knowing that, but we learned that um, through Dr. Dryden right. out of Kentucky. He's a fantastic gastroenterologist, uh, full bird colonel, I believe, and he's an entrepreneur himself. And we got to talking that it, there's a Helsinki rule that if the researcher is willing to do it to himself and it's not you know questionable or anything, then essentially you're saying, no, I, I believe this is safe and here's my data with that. So yeah, everything that we have done, it's always been on me and Brandy first. So it's, um, didn't you have to give Brandy a phone call one time? We were at the time, there's two different types of Cabracho, uh, Cabracho Blanco and Cabracho Colorado, which one is in Natron Colorado. So the Blanco was the much easier one to get. It actually has a molecule in it called Yohimbine, mm-hmm. which can be a stimulant. And it's been reported to have different effects, including improved sexual function and things like that. But that's the one that everybody can find. In fact, that was the one when I did Melanie Avalon's intermittent fasting podcast. You should check that out. Right. The first one, I did it twice with her. But the first one, I found on her website that she tried to make Atron Teal at home. 
and it didn't work. Didn't work. And we actually had a long discussion. I said, well, that's because it's a totally different type of molecule. Just because it says Cabracho doesn't mean that it's it's this. Blanco, um, easy to get. Colorado, not. Not. And so we got the Blanco. We were trying to dose it out what, what we thought it would be. And I'm like, well, here, <laughs> just take this. Brandy had to go to a meeting, and I dumped the rest down the sink, and I and then one of the employees came back and said, "Hey, the sink stopped up," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and I realized that it's a it it'll just congeal in water, and I went, "That's not good." So I call her up, and I'm just like, "You got to start chugging water, Coke. I don't know, straight. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want you having a bowel obstruction and having to explain that." But fortunately, nothing happened. But I remember when we first launched. Also, somebody called up with some abdominal pain, and I worried, and I'm like, "I wonder if you can." I mean, I took a bunch, so I just I ate a whole bottle just to make sure it wouldn't cause like an obstruction or anything. And, uh, no, it didn't. And patient called back. Oh, I'm fine. I passed a little gas. It's gone. I'm like, well, I've got, you know, at the time it was 60 capsules sitting in my stomach. Let's see what happens. Yeah, you're like the Kubiachi <laughs> of, uh, of uh, eating contests with supplements. <laughs> but that being said, we did understand this isn't that reckless. We do understand the science of this. The cool thing about these polyphenols is that they are poorly absorbed. So they stay primarily in the small intestine, and there have been studies that have shown that the blood levels are essentially negligible, but then when they try and find it in poop, they find less than 1% of the original molecule, which means it's doing exactly what we need it to do. It goes through, goes to the colon where your own bacteria break it down into all these beneficial molecules like urolithin and things like that, which help with overall mitophagy, cell turnover, if you're, cancer, if you're anti-aging. into anti-aging, then urolithin, is, if you've done any research and you really try to figure out molecularly what you should be interested in, urolithin should be a, a good trigger word. I think over time, it's going to be more ubiquitous or more prevalent as people begin to talk about what you can do to be uh, someone who's actively anti-aging. I totally agree. The only thing, and we were talking a little bit about this before we came on with Brian, the only thing that I don't like is that when this research happens, mm-hmm. everybody's trying to find their angle. And so when Mariano was in town, um, we oh, were talking yeah. about this. He's a uh, PhD that we work with. He, um, we got to talking about the different metabolites and how people are trying to figure out how to make these metabolites, yeah. turn them into drugs or yeah. turn them into a new supplement. And it just doesn't work that way. Mother Nature knows how to do it. You just can't completely manipulate it like that. No, it, Mother Nature works in its whole form. I mean, it, we've seen that time and time again. We we referenced that uh with uh, even even marketed drugs that are trying to compete with over-the-counter supplements, specifically melatonin. And we go back to the days of the rosarum when they tried to isolate and make this, basically rosarum was supposed to be a super melatonin that was going to be 14 times the binding affinity of, of endogenous or regular melatonin. Turns out it didn't do much of anything. You just separated a lot of bills out of your wallet and didn't sleep anymore. It's, I mean, it's, it's frustrating to see this where we have, you know, a lot, most pharmaceuticals start from a plant-based something. Sure. Metformin. Yeah. Well, metformin, the HMG-CoA reductase inhibitors, the cholesterol medications, uh, aspirin. I mean, most of them start. Or what GW is trying to do now with spinning down uh, CBD specifically. Doesn't work nearly as well. They can charge you. How how much did we hear that someone was being charged for that? I'm, I don't know exactly, but it is... Tens of thousands is what I was told because it's such a rare orphan. It goes into that orphan drug status, Duvet syndrome and Lennox Gestalt, which is unfortunately a severe form of epilepsy in children. Small gripe. I happen to notice, and I, I didn't read this before. Did you know? Okay, so if, for, for those of you who may not know, whenever you have something that is prescriptive that may have addictive uh, traits, 
then the FDA technically awards it what they call a schedule class. In schedule class one, they basically say highly addictive but has no medicinal purpose. And there's a handful of things that fall in there. People usually a default say heroin, etc. Then you've got two, which is most of your potent opioids, fentanyl, cocaine, etc., have some medicinal use but could be highly abused or high abuse potential. It goes all the way down to schedule control five. I saw on the label uh, for GW's new release that they have a C5 on there, which really? indicates schedule. It's not addictive. It's the most ridiculous. I so mean, the FDA is allowed to call it schedule five, which is like drinking water. Right. And then they had all that. I mean, dude, we we're just talking six months ago where people were being arrested and saying you can't do this. It's addictive and all kinds. There's so much misinformation out there. It's ridiculous. About CBD, just which think, is. Think about that. They're trying to. It's, trying to pair this this connotation it, that there's a little bit of fear in there if you understand scheduled medications they're trying to say that there's an element of of uh, addiction associated with an a spun down cbd isolate it's insane it does not so now now they're they're quite worried about anybody even coming close to uh pairing up a disease claim with uh with cbd and this is from the same institution which has allowed the food products that you eat to be sprayed with uh, with Roundup. Ugh. It doesn't. It does not add up. Uh, there's just so there's so many things we're heading in a, in a lot of wrong directions, which is why I really like having guests like Brian on, where we can talk about how a shop like uh, Sunflower Shop can really help out, guide you in your food choices, guide you in your supplement choices. I mean, just look at CBD. I mean, one of the reasons why we've teamed up and KBMD Health CBD, we've got that certificate of analysis. We yeah. really want to make sure that you get what you're doing. So, Well, speaking of CBD, uh, my wife, she owns a, a wellness studio called uh, Body, uh, Body Balance Wellness, and it's Indicator. And she has all kinds of different people that come through and ask her questions, and she gets asked about CBD also. Just yesterday, she came across an article where yet another celebrity is endorsing the use of it. So this isn't coming from me. This isn't coming from uh, Dr. Brown, but Michael J. Fox has apparently become uh, a part of one of the CBD companies and specifically because of the effect that CBD is having, the positive effect it's having on his Parkinson's, which I found interesting, but not surprising knowing how we think that the endocannabinoid system strikes balance between our nervous and uh, immune systems, it does make sense knowing that Parkinson's has some elements of inflammation. And of course you have the uh, uncontrolled twitches and whatnot, which, which of course would be the, uh, the uh, neuro, uh, neurologic complex of our bodies kind of running out of control. He's found some elements of improvement in his life by making CBD a daily part of it. So basically treating CBD for him and in his words as a micronutrient. Which is oh, really? He's a, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I think I always, is really, I really talk interesting. about that. Yeah. I mean, last week's show, we did brief, we covered three articles. Um, but one of the articles we did cover was how the microbiome affects uh, people with Lou Gehrig's disease and how the microbiome has anti-inflammatory markers, which, which does this. Well, we're going to talk a little bit later about how complex these um, endocannabinoid system really is yeah. and how a lot of things can be affected. But that makes total sense. And I want to see at some point that we're having CBD 
catered to and you know right now everybody's so scared to say diseases but cbd catered to something with a different terpene compound terpenes are the essential oils in it or a different flavonoid component because we could sit there and go okay what are you looking for this for well i have i have a neurologic process i've got ms i've got parkinson's i have this okay we need something to cross the blood brain barrier more so let's try this particular one with a higher content that's where I think the science is headed. Yeah. And it's it's putting the cart in front of the horse because you can't make any disease claims or anything like that. But at least we can sit there and go, okay, this makes sense why that's actually happening. You know, if I was in Norway and we can pull that off. Yeah. You know what I would say? What was that? Det Texas. Oh. Yeah. So today I learned uh-huh. on Reddit. This sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> that in Norway, people use the term Texas. As slang for crazy. It doesn't refer to a person, but a chaotic atmosphere or state of mind. So saying a party was totally crazy in Norwegian would be det var Texas, which literally means it was Texas. <laughs> and I'm looking at the comments and there's people from Norway going, yep, we do say that. <laughs> I think that's awesome. I, I think it is awesome. I think if we can get to that point, it would be, it would be pretty, pretty amazing. Well, you know, uh, what, holy, what, uh, what movie was that? I think it was um, Independence Day when uh, the aliens were coming down and they showed how different people were panicked, but they panned over to Los Angeles and they were all going crazy and welcoming the aliens that couldn't wait to be abducted. It's almost like if you want to if you want to have like a weird connotation, Los Angeles has kind of said, yeah, 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 that's us. You could say it's it's totally Los Angeles. So Texas is now apparently just wild, crazy, and wild, out crazy. Of control. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. We, uh, I, I'm not sure how big of a fan base we have in Norway right now, but uh, um, uh, oh, that uh, I forgot his name. But my dancing partner when we were at uh, the Bathwater. Oh, oh, oh! He's Norwegian. Gracious. Yes, yes, he is. The, he, we're gonna ask him. He, yeah, he he took control of the uh, the live band and had them play what he wanted them to play. <laughs> <laughs> Those Norwegians, they're so Texan. Yeah, yeah. No, he he was he was great. He was hilarious. Um. So now with Brian coming on here in our next half hour, we're going to have a good 90 minutes with this guy. This guy's got incredible experience long before he decided to get into running the, uh, the uh, sunflower shop, which he has here, which we referenced in locations in Fort Worth off of Camp Bowie. He's got a location up here in Colleyville, and he's got another one that's a smaller version over on Heritage Trace. The cool thing that I liked about it is, as they've grown, they've just simply found that people are looking for a local answer that has real guidance to get people into the store. So what what do you think it takes for a community that may be somewhat isolated to begin to find out that they may have better access to this type of nutrition and where they don't have to turn to just the Internet or is the Internet the way? Because if you look at like the span of where a lot of the healthy shops are, it's it kind of migrates from the West and kind of tapers down and almost a a diagonal line into Texas. And as you go through the Southeast until you hit some, some populated, you know, some populated parts of Florida, you really don't see, you don't see a whole lot of sunflower shops and stuff like that. Why is that? I've never really thought about that before. I mean, I imagine the West. Yes, because that kind of comes there, but Texas is really embracing it right now. Sure. And a lot of people, they want to go to their doctor and they want to talk nutrition and the doctor is busy, doesn't have time. Doesn't maybe doesn't know a lot. I freely admit that I'm continually learning more and more about nutrition. And but look, look how look how even just thinking your life how you changed uh, your thought about what the importance of food is and outside of of medical school. But growing up in Nebraska, me growing up in Texas, at first 
I really didn't think much about it. I just came home and ate. And if I had a little extra change in my pocket, I'd go to the convenience store and buy something. But it's not like that at all for me anymore. And then nowadays, when we think of, you'll, you'll hear, okay, this year, so-and-so has released the most obese states or the most obese cities or the least healthy, whatever. Unfortunately, the state that immediately comes to my mind is first Mississippi or something like that. And then it is quickly followed by well, Alabama or Louisiana. And this would be a great topic to, to go over with Brian. Is that a socioeconomic thing? Is it an education thing? Is it possible to eat healthy on a budget? Is it possible to, to do all these things? The highly processed foods, I mean, we've talked about this all the time. I think Netflix just has a new thing called fat something. I haven't seen it yet. It, I haven't seen it yet either. I was scrolling around with Carla trying to figure out something to watch. And I, it does get into the fact that uh, 30 years ago or, or 1970, I think there was like 1.5 million Americans with diabetes. Now we have like 30 million. Oh, my gosh. Like some crazy jump that just happened under our noses and we didn't even notice it. So. That is, we got a lot to talk about with Brian because I want to. I want to see both sides. I want to see the business side. I want to see him as a healthcare provider. How do we merge the two? Where we're going to go with it? It's going to be really cool. Well, that's an unacceptable uh, level and rate of growth. I mean, it's just not enough time for that many people to have. Ever that kind since of we said carbs bad, oh, I'm sorry, fat bad, and fat. people started really doubling down on the carbs, and you know, the um, ass oil started taking place. <laughs> Watch. Watched last week's episode. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate all the email about ass oil and where you can find it. Some of those comments were pretty, pretty funny. Well, hey, look, we're going to be back here in just a moment with Brian Bradford of Sunflower Shop and, uh, of course, the Healthy Approach podcast. We will see you here in just a moment. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? Mm. What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. 800-218-6473. 800-218-6473. That's 800-218-6473. Fast Track Student Loans can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop collection calls, and stop seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and get your student loan payments down to as little as $25 a month based on what you can afford to pay. 800-709-4395. 800-709-4395. 800-709-4395. 800-709-4395. 
Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-452-1075. 800-452-1075. That's 800-452-1075. All right, we are back at the Gut Check Project. This is episode 19 here with Dr. Brown, your host, and I'm Eric Rieger. Today, we have a special guest. This is Brian Bradford of the Sunflower Shop here in North Texas. Brian, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on today. Oh, thanks you for coming down and making some time with us. Uh, of course, you are now the host of your, I guess, somewhat recently launched the Healthy Approach Podcast, Yeah, correct? the Healthy Approach Podcast. We just started that here recently, too, so we're trying to get kick-started and get into this environment just as much as you guys are. That is awesome. I know that uh, when Ken and I were just talking in the last half hour about whenever he came to do the two lectures up at Sunflower Shop. Now, of course, your shop isn't necessarily close to him because he's on the other side of the Metroplex. That's right. I've shopped there for years. I was not surprised at the turnout. The first thing Ken said was, that was amazing. The engagement was real. You so, packed the room. Yeah. Well, I think that that is what's really cool. So you actually have on the second floor um, a full lecture room holds, I don't know, 80 people? About 80 people. Comfortable. 80 people. I was just shocked. Both times I went, completely packed. And the, I, what I liked is the sense of community, how a lot of these people make this their regular outing. They want to learn. And you, you help them learn. And you were asking in the last half hour, how do we go about getting people to become healthier. Well, it all everything comes down to education. Well, it does, and that's what we pride ourselves in as Sunflower Shop is really trying to give people all the education and let people know who's in their backyard. I mean, a lot of people don't know. There's people like yourself who are open-minded to both medical and alternative nutrition, and that's huge because people are seeking this information, and people like you, Dr. Brown, coming in and doing your speaking engagements, that's a, it's a blessing for a lot of people. Well, it's certainly an honor, and you're, you get out in the community, and you get to hear a little bit what people are saying, and afterwards, the Q&A is so long, because people... Got questions. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> and do they? And then you start realizing, oh, my gosh, there's some, there's a little bit of mismanagement going on out there. You know, my doctor wanted to do X, Y, and Z, and I'm like, Why? We kind of quit doing that in the 70s. That's weird. Yeah, it's about keeping up with the research, and it, I know you're someone who's a pioneer in that. Well, the, the one thing that I'm like very open to, if you, I watched a, um, I can't remember what podcast it was, a Freakonomics. A Freakonomics podcast had a whole episode on medical reversals. And you realize, I fully expect that what I'm doing today should be somewhat tweaked and could be a little wrong and maybe misinformed. Just like we're talking about, when we went low fat, high carb, we became sicker. That's right, and that was that was spread like crazy. You know where people did this. I was um, there's a, a, a podcast I listened to this morning called Sawbones, and it's a it's a doctor that that kind of talks about medical misinformation, possibly. And her husband is kind of a funny guy, and they were talking about alkaline water, about how people want to drink the alkaline water, and she was just going back over the science of it. And they do a whole episode on medical reversals, also. And, wow. it's, and it's not necessarily that your doctor doesn't know what's going on, because most of the time the doctors figured it out. For instance, when Eric was a drug rep for Zenical, <laughs> where they said that you could block fat and lose weight, it didn't take long for the medical community to learn something. Yes, they were introduced to ass oil. 
<laughs> so as it turns out, it created a lot of anal leakage of uh, oil because you couldn't digest your fats. And Yeah, um, the warning was don't wear white pants with that, right? <laughs> Wasn't that the warning on the box? That was yeah. the... That was the corporate response. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Don't wear white pants. You're not sick. It's completely natural. <laughs> if we can all just realize we're losing weight. You know what's sad is that's only, I mean, it's really only 20 years ago. I mean, that that's. Well, Ally still exists, uh, does it? Ally's still out there as far as I know. Yes. I remember uh, when Walmart had pallets of that stuff. I mean, yes. they were selling like crazy. It's not As a fat blocker. And yeah. that's not that's not the source of your problem. It's just it's it's uh, it's unfortunate. Now, didn't that start out with in potato chips or something? Isn't that where it first went started? To, it did when Zanical was like, "Well, board, this is not going to be around. Let's just sell the let's just sell the ingredient." So then, uh, Frito Lay and all the big giant companies they got it. They called it Olestra. Uh-huh. Yep, that's right, Olestra. <laughs> and then that's I right. remember being in San Antonio. I was in medical school, and a uh, DJ on the air. I was driving in. He was like, I don't not eat these Doritos. <laughs> and he gave this horrifying, uh, you know, detailed graphic incidents about how it just, he had no control and just didn't realize it was happening and super that is embarrassing. so true. I've heard so many stories about that. Yeah, people just eat, started with potato chips. I remember people coming in saying, hey, these things really upset me big time. You know, I need something to help get my bowels back in order again. It's it, crazy. Well, it's crazy how fast they passed the buck, too, because it did start off, start off as the generic name Orlistat, and then they just barely tweaked the name and called it Alestra. Move it into large consumables where people are like, yes. <laughs> we just won't warn them at all now. This is how this is, how this is going down. That's right. <laughs> Surprise attack. Well, you know, with Sunflower Shop, I find it to be an incredibly awesome store, and it was refreshing to me when I first uh, discovered it. I was doing, uh, we had Dr. J. Perry on. I was doing mm-hmm. uh, anesthesia with him uh, down here in Bedford, and then I drove along. I saw Sunflower Shop, and I was like, yeah, that looks like a, looks like a place I'd like to go to. So, well, Let went, me ask this. Did you think it was a floral shop, though? The very first time, <laughs> I didn't, honestly, I didn't really know. I think uh, this is right when the iPhone pretty much had made its way to me. And I was uh, Googling a place to go find a healthy snack. And I was down in Bedford and it came up with sunflower, uh, it came up with sunflower shop. And when I just saw it off in the distance, I was like, well, I guess that's it. I mean, I didn't know. That's right. But of course, uh, y'all are not that far from a, a traditional big chain grocery store, which is set back behind you. So I walked in and immediately I could say, okay, this place is different. Yeah. And, and there's a reason why it exists. And it's a lot because of what you talked about. Uh, with the change in fat content and how people moved over to eating different foods, it forced people to have to find a different answer. And so your grandmother and then your dad started this several years ago. 1970. And there was a reason. That's how right. did they that long ago get into something like this? I mean, that is impressive. Yeah, back then it was considered voodoo, right? Yeah. As far as herbs and you know supplements go. But no, my grandmother started it because her sister was dying of leukemia. And just saw the horror. Of course, you know how what treatments were like back in the 60s for, for that type of issue. You know, and she just was looking for better ways. And she came across some of the pioneers like Adele Davis and Linus Pauline and so forth and said, hey, maybe there's something to this. We need to investigate it more. And so that's really what she sold her moving company. We had a moving company at the time. Sold it to put gamble everything on a sunflower shop now why the name i can't tell you why the name all we know is that she loved sunflowers so that's probably where it started out there but uh that's really where it began 1970 in wedgwood texas you know in fort worth area and then it grew to now where we're at three locations three generations later my brother and two sisters now run the all three locations 
Man, it's and it's awesome. And it, it's something one of the things that jumped at me right away when I very first went in there is it was it was probably my inoculation into a store that was kind of like that. And where you go to a, a big chain, they they have to identify they have to identify the foods that are that are okay and are and are non GMO. And right. there, well, you don't have to worry about that because everything in there's been vetted. They're not going to put a crappy product in the store. So at first you're like, well, I wonder if oh wait, well that's okay. This fits what I'm after. So what what do you think led her to decide, you know what, I don't like what's offered everywhere else. And not only am I going to open up my own, I'm probably going to carry a lot of things that everybody's not comfortable with or doesn't know a whole lot, whole lot about. How did she decide? And then you fall and your dad fall into the idea of, I like educating people. I want them to know about these selections. How did y'all do That's that? That's where it really started. It was really based, all centered around education. Okay. You know, of course, we didn't know as much as we do now today. But it started with the education of just saying, hey, let's learn more about the body and how you know certain plants and herbs can interact with the body the best we knew back in the 70s um, is where she started. But she wanted everything as clean as possible. She didn't want anything to do with chemicals and, and anything that was foreign to the body, let's put it that way. Uh, she was really wanting to try to keep things as clean as possible. Now, today health is relative to the person, you know, so we got something a little bit for everybody. What's good for one doesn't mean it's good for the next person. Right. And that's sort of what we pride ourselves in. And when the consumer like yourself walks into the store, we ask a bunch of questions. We want to know a little bit who you are, where you're coming from, what your mission and goals are. And so we're going to do our best to try to isolate, you know, even though we may have 20 different vitamin C's on the shelf, which one is best for you? Everybody's a little different for each reason. So when we very first launched Autron Teal and we were talking about where all that we wanted to take it and just our, our ideas, how do we, how do we let people here know? I gained a whole new respect for what it takes to get into a reputable store because we talked about Autron Teal at Sunflower Shop when we first launched. You did. And y'all were like, well, we need to see why you think it works. What's the story behind it? We had to submit all of our ingredients. Y'all called back, asked questions. You exchanged information. It, it wasn't easy, and it was worth it. That's so right. basically, it filtered. It keeps out the noise, and it put in a solid. I mean, well, obviously, we think so, but it puts in a solid product that's available to your well beyond customers. They're your clients. Well, so, it's our reputation. You know, we we want to make sure that when you're picking up a product at Sunflower Shop, that it's a good quality product to the best that we can vet it. Yeah, you to know? the that's the that keyword vet because that's what ends up happening with the, these big box. When we we always reference the. Wall Street Journal article that described how when they did DNA analysis, they only showed that seventy or over 79% of the products did not have what was on the label. A new study just came out on melatonin where the, it ranged from nothing to 500% of what was on the label. And so it's still happening all the time. All it's the, the weirdest time. thing. It is. It's all the time. And, you know, we get hit with all these companies are always wanting to come into the store. And it's it, like you said, it becomes a lot of noise. And you've got to be able to have some kind of system to filter that down and figure out what what's in the product. Is it good for, you know, good for you? Is it going to hurt you? Is it tested for heavy metals and mold and pollutants and all the toxins? we got to know those things. It's important to try to give the best quality product to the consumer. And that's, I mean... While we're talking about that, I did want to hit on something. So when somebody maybe doesn't have the, uh, we'll just say, a really uh, Erwan or like a really expensive, so we're in Erwan in L.A., uh, you know, like celebrities like to go there, and it's, you know, it's similar to what you have, but I think it's probably a little pricier. Sure. You, you can only imagine. Of course. So how do you vet like this, put this much work into it, and still make it affordable so that people can come in? 
Well, it, it's our system. We got some great people at the store, really do, who know exactly what to look for, what to ask for, the questions that we need to know from the manufacturers. Now, on my side of things, I'll, I'll even fly out to the manufacturing plants. I want to see what you know where their sources are coming from, how they're processing as much as we can. Make so, sure that the bathtub is clean. Yeah, make sure the bathtub's clean. Yeah, stuff. that they're not sweeping things underneath <laughs> yeah. the shelf. You know, we're going to make sure that it's all clean as possible. Eric always, Eric always plays this joke when he's going to put one of my patients to sleep that he just made that propofol this morning in his bathtub. It's real fresh. <laughs> Yeah. It'll work real good. Yeah. You're going to love this You're going to love this. <laughs> Boy, your insurance is bad. Wouldn't pay for it. <laughs> a little humor takes away the edge. It's not too bad. It does. It does. It helps everything. But it's, it, it is. It really boils down to the best quality you can get. Because there's a lot of junk out there. There, there is, and especially I know y'all are big on the CBD side. I mean, look how many CBD companies are just popping up left and right. we got stores popping up all around us. You know, how are they how they really betting what they're carrying and make sure it's a good quality product. That's important. Yeah, and unfortunately it's just this is just a just another thing that's just kind of coming around and you know, we just yeah. have to do a lot of educating. Speaking of educating, Brian, whenever we do this show, I always try and pull an article and now that you brought up CBD, let me tell you about this article that um, is really interesting because it, it hits home with me. So, do you ever have anybody that comes in and complains of uh, belly issues, gut issues that is not complaining of ass oil? Uh, probably about 30, 40 times a day, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in the this just got published. In the Journal of Pharmacologic Sciences, this looks at the role. Now, it's going to be a really fancy title, and I'll eventually get to the point where it's like, this is really what this means. But it's exciting for me because it's in my world. The role of cannabinoid signaling in the brain orexin ghrelin-induced visceral anti-nociception in rats. So, okay. fancy title, basically what, what's going on here is that if anybody's ever had abdominal discomfort or you've been labeled with irritable bowel syndrome, then you know that you have what's called visceral hypersensitivity, meaning what they have shown is that when people have gut issues like bacterial overgrowth, SIBO, IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, that uh, they can inflate a balloon in a normal person, and this has been proven in humans and in animals, that one person at the same time when one person's like, yeah, there's a balloon in, in my rectum, I can feel it, and the other person's coming off the table in pain. Mm -hmm. Because the direct correlation of the, of the gut-brain access actually gets that person to feel the pain more. And we call that visceral hypersensitivity. So what they were looking at here is that these guys were looking at two hormones, orexin, which is um, a fasting hormone. It's known as hypocretin. It's a neuropeptide. regulates arousal, wakefulness, and appetite. Eric and I were doing a five-day fast one time, and basically I made my whole company do it. And almost all of us, at like middle of the night on day four or day three, I don't remember what it was, but we were all up and just running around. Wired. Wired, yeah. And that the orexin is this neuronal peptide, which is kicking in. Oh, man. And it's because if you go a certain period of time, in evolutionary standpoint, it's time to go out and kill something and feed, go feed the village. That's right. And so this orexin does that. And what it also does, which I was unaware of in this, is it actually decreases your abdominal perception of pain. Very fascinating to me. And then ghrelin is the hunger hormone. Mm -hmm. We always badmouth it, but it actually also decreases the perception of abdominal pain as well. So they were citing prior studies with this where this was new to me where we've got these two, orexin and ghrelin, which do this. So, now, it's well known that CBD, cannabidiol, has been shown to also help with bowel hypersensitivity, 
And it was, uh, I know in my practice, I see this benefit all the time. I, I put everybody on Atrantil and CBD, and we just get overall benefit for whatever is going on. Does your belly feel good? Yes, it does. Well, we've always kind of thought, well, maybe it was an interaction with the receptors, CB1 receptor. Is it an anticholinergic? The endocannabinoid system is so complex, we're really kind of learning this. That's right. What this article did is it really, it was really cool. It theorized that CBD had a direct effect on orexin and ghrelin. So they set up an animal, uh, an animal model to try and prove it. What they did is they took various rats and they had these pain perception techniques, which weren't too cruel, but not very nice either. But <laughs> every, time I read an animal, yeah, every time I read an animal study, it's like, that doesn't sound nice. That doesn't sound good. No, but um, <laughs> they used a CB1 and CB2 agonist, meaning they were able to give a molecule to turn on CB1 and CB2 which are our endocannabinoid receptors. Then they used synthetic orexin and ghrelin to actually kick those up. Finally, they had CB1, CB2, orexin, and ghrelin antagonists or blockers. So what they did is they could turn your endocannabinoid system on, they could turn it off, they could turn on your ghrelin and orexin, and they can turn it off. So first what they did is they blocked the CB1 receptors, and then they gave the hormones orexin and ghrelin. Next, they gave a CB agonist with no hormones. And then third, they just gave the CB blocker. When I say CB, I mean the endocannabinoid system blocker and checked central orexin and ghrelin levels. So what they found is pretty interesting. When the endocannabinoid system or the CB receptors were stimulated, this actually induced improved pain perception from colonic stretch. So we have a mechanism of action we can't make disease claims, but now we've got a study that proves that when you stimulate these CB receptors, then they can tolerate more colonic stretch. Then the hormone effects were severely blunted when the CB receptors were blocked. Blocked, okay. So when they gave ghrelin and orexin, it didn't work unless you had proper CBD levels. So wow. basically we can say that uh, ECS health is paramount to orexin and ghrelin performing their job. Absolutely, and this is the first time it's ever been associated that this would suggest that, that the CB receptors, CB1 and CB2, they can actually mediate the orexin-induced effects on pain. Okay. We have a mechanism of action that now says, oh, it's modulating this hormone that helps out. Mm -hmm. uh, first time somebody's gone to this depth. What was interesting is ghrelin was also blocked by CB2, but not by CB1, so it gets really complex. Okay. They go down some rabbit holes here. I'm trying to really simplify this, but it is geeky, geeky, geeky science. So what this suggests is that CBD is involved in the hormone benefits of pain relief in the bowel. Super interesting because many people believe that CB2 is in the periphery, but what they were showing is it's also in the brain affecting ghrelin. Oh, that's so, amazing. I know it's amazing because we we don't want to make it too complex, but you don't want to simplify it too much that you go, oh, this is all that we know. So they were saying, no, there's a lot of CB2 receptors in the brain and it's regulating other peptides and hormones. So this shows a very intricate interplay of the endocannabinoid system and how it can mediate central hormone effects. So in layperson terms, if you have hypersensitivity in your gut, if, you if you're one of these people that when you bloat, it hurts really bad, because we don't have pain receptors, we have stretch receptors. Mm -hmm. So if you have bloating due to bacterial overgrowth or irritable bowel syndrome, then you may notice an improvement through a couple ways. You can kick the orexin up by fasting, 
Mm-hmm. So that was something I was thinking about. I'm like, maybe we should do more long fasts right. or prolon style fasts. If you're low on your own endogenous endocannabinoids, then taking CBD may increase these hormones, mm-hmm. get you back to balance. And finally, if you're not in balance, uh, then these other complex processes are not going to work as well. So it gets really complex, but I thought this was really interesting that I can say, oh, I have a reason why you feel better and you don't hurt as much when you're taking a good quality CBD. So, I mean, really, I think the takeaway here is nothing in the body is, is in a vacuum. Long ago, you, you... It's all connected. Everything's connected. That's right. And it's like whenever you take... And uh, an anti-inflammatory, it doesn't just go to where you hurt. It circulates everywhere. You just notice that it's helping you or taking away the pain in that area. Well, the same thing is for the ECS, our endocannabinoid system. It all needs to be healthy. And, and so, balanced. Yeah. And so all this really says is you have to have a healthy ECS if you don't want to have too much pain. That's not what you're benefiting from. You don't benefit from extra pain. So, uh, Brian, when I deal with doctors and I'm talking to them, especially traditionally trained doctors, gastroenterologists, internal medicine, they'll be like, ah, there's no science on it. I'm like, there's so <laughs> much science on this shit. Every day. There's so much, but you got to like knuckle down and read articles like that and you go, do. okay. There's no science that says this cures this disease, right? but there is science that says on a cellular level, this is happening, which is probably why it might help or may help or could help or whatever term you want to use. Because unfortunately, I think in traditional medicine, which is why they go to Sunflower Shop to get some advice, to get some education, most of the doctors are just, they're busy. They're referring to either what was the last conference they went to, which if you've ever been to one, it's drug rep sponsored it is. to the hilt. And they're just kind of being detailed on what the last person kind of explained to them or they're doing things out of habit. So a lot of this, there's just not a whole lot of time to go. I'm going to get really passionate about this one thing and I'm going to learn deep into it. And then you start realizing I've got, I've said this before, but anytime you want any articles, I've teamed up with a graduate student and we share this Mendeley account where we can love it. I mean, and I've got, we've got over 10,000 downloaded articles. I had to laugh because it's like, you know, we've got, I mean, I'll never get through that. Yeah. I'll never get through that. And that's like from 2015 (laughs) till now. We're not talking like 1930. That's right. I mean, it's like up to date stuff. Yeah. There's stuff being published all the time and people say, unless it makes it to, it's sensationalized on, you know, Good Morning America or something. Most people don't ever hear about a lot of this cool stuff. I'll call up some of these scientists and they'll just be floored that I read their article. And I'm like, it's fascinating. I mean, where are you going to go with it now? And, oh, they lost their NIH funding and they had to close the lab or whatever. I so, hate that. But yeah, the research is just amazing. And, and you know, some fire shop, or at least me personally, for sure, we try to network with a lot of doctors because we know they don't got time to do those things. And that's why we're always trying to say, hey, Send them over here. We'll educate them. We're not there to try to sell them something. It's not. We're not commissioned. We're not trying to push supplements on you. We're just trying to educate you when the doctors don't have time to do that. Because, like you said, it's they're busy. They're busy. So it's important to really get as much education as you can, and that's what we pride ourselves on. And our whole staff's that way. Yeah, and it's the uh, you know it's the frustrating thing to see somebody come in with a whole bag of supplements and it's all from Sam's or you know Walgreens my worst enemy, and- Doctor Oz and Oprah. Oh. Every time they speak about a supplement, we get a flood of people that come in the store. And 90% of the time, we got to tell them, this isn't for you. 
This isn't oh. for you, but they think it's a one size fits all just because they said it. And so it's a love hate relationship, that's for sure. But we have to really, we turn people away more on supplements that are being touted or marketed from certain celebrities, especially, sure. you know, because it's not, it's not for everybody. And that's what we want to make sure of. And that, that was really one of the awesome. problems that we ran into when we launched Atron Teal is that yeah. it's so different and the mechanism's so unique, very similar to the amount of knowledge people have with CBD. That when we go to, like, if we go to the IFM conference, you know, there's a lot of really good functional medicine manufacturers, but they're just kind of moving around similar ingredients into whatever fancy name they have or if you want a white label. That's right. So one of the big hurdles is to first educate, well, no, this is the problem you have. We can fix it because of this. This is doing it in a completely unique way. And then... You know, the answer is like, I'm already on, I'm already on a probiotic. I'm like, I just spent 20 minutes explaining that it's not a probiotic, but okay. Yeah, yeah. that's so true. <laughs> but, but think about in the early days of Atron Teal, whenever we remember the, some of the first marketing material was explaining what type of bloating, because people didn't even understand, I say people, several people didn't understand what we meant by this, you know, true bloating and, and, and uh, being mediated by methane production or Whenever uh, people thought that Atron Teal would cure all constipation, and we found out, well, no, 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 it's it's actually for methane-induced constipation. It has absolutely nothing to do with opioid-induced constipation. So I think even uh, so, Doctor Oz had to go in front of Senate committee, and yeah, he, he got kind of taken to taken to task on some they of that stuff. Cleaned up pretty he? well. They sure did. I mean, it's you know sometimes they just talk. I, I don't. I really don't know how a show operates. You know how how those products get on the shows, but well. It's, I think all of us in this room could realize that, like, if you're, I mean, you got to talk about something. <laughs> you do. You got to talk about something. So anybody who's anybody, they're going to bring on. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I wake up or the night before I sit with my kids. I'm like, what am I going to talk about tomorrow? And then this morning I'm going over articles, looking at something. I'm on Reddit, looking at, uh, de, you know, Denmark, calling things Texas. And, you know, Dr. Oz just shows up and he's got people to just hand him stuff. And That's he reads right. off teleprompter. And so they're, I mean. Poor guy. I mean, it's, I know. Not, it's not like he has the time either to be reviewing all this literature and stuff. That's true. But, you know, that's what sort of gives our industry a bad rap sometimes because now you've got 50 people who would have never taken or now taken something that they may really not need. And that's, that can cause some issues. I get and it so also. It's, it's an educational issue. I, I know exactly when Oprah or Dr. Oz says something because the, that'll be the first. It'll be the 10th question I get that day. I agree. And I'm like, okay, am I going to have to watch this? I'm going to have to watch these episodes just so I know what's well, going on. Well, that's what we have to do, too. We get five customers in a day, and then all of a sudden we're having to watch Dr. Alls that night to figure out what he was saying and why he's saying it and where that information is coming from. Then you, get, no, well, that's exactly right. Yeah, it, it, the celebrity status, though, will bring something that uh, to the to light, to the forefront, and it happens in all industries also. It does. Before Michael Jackson had his issue with propofol, I didn't have any patients who ever knew what in the world I was talking about, but probably what would you say? 25%, 50% of the people that we have before I put them to sleep for the, for a procedure, they say, Oh, the Michael Jackson sauce every, every day. <laughs> and it's not their fault, but that's, that's the impression that they got. And that's so right. that the celebrity influence is real. Well, they, uh, and it's not just that. I mean, they're, they sell advertising and all this stuff. So they don't just stop at the show. I mean, he's got his magazine. He's got oh, this. Sure. So this is a big, massive machine. I was talking to Eric before this. I was, I was in the middle of watching this Netflix special, the, the big hack or something like that. Where I haven't seen it. Well, it's, it's all about how Cambridge America manipulated Facebook. You know, this is why Zuckerberg had to go in front of the Senate committee and all that. Right. And you're just like, 
oh my gosh, we are just little pawns and to, it, I mean, to manipulate us in a, so many different ways. So many ways. That's so true. And yeah. that's why it really boils down, at least on our level, is that our main goal has got to be to educate the client, you know, as much as possible. And, you know, in the, in the five to 30 minutes that we got to spend time with them on the floor is trying to give them as much as we can. Well, that's really, uh, that's really what I want to get into is how the Sunflower Shop and stores like it because we are just here in Tarrant County that's right. with the Sunflower Shop. But we were talking in the last half hour, why is it that uh, you, you almost see from the West Coast and almost in a diagonal line down to Texas, the proliferation of stores similar to yours. And then we move over to the East a few states and you just don't see them quite as much. And it kind of correlates with where we say some of the worst health is found whenever we do, you know, an analysis of which states unfortunately suffered the highest rates of obesity, et cetera. There's, there's a service that you're providing and that a couple of other industries are providing that are born out of a lack of good information and they're trying to find good places to get good products. So I want to talk about whenever we get back here with Brian, how he got to where he got, what Sunflower Shop is doing to fill those holes in the community. And uh, before we close out, don't forget, like and share Gut Check Project. Go to gutcheckproject.com. You will uh, go and connect to us there. Let us know uh, that you have liked and shared. And, of course, you can be entered into the next contest. Don't forget, if you won this last month, we'll be emailing you by the end of the week. See you in a moment. This is the only 24-hour, take-anywhere platform dedicated to food and fun. We're Spoonie. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. The best way forward on health care, Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden says it's not the plan being offered by rival Kamala Harris. $30 trillion has to ultimately be paid. And I don't know what math you do in New York I don't know what math you do in California, but I tell you, that's a lot of money. And there will be a deductible. The deductible will be out of your paycheck. During last night's debate, Harris criticized Biden's health care blueprint. Your plan does not cover everyone in America by your staff's and your own definition. Ten million people, as many as ten million people, will not have access to health care. And in 2019 in America... For a Democrat to be running for president with a plan that does not cover everyone, I think is without excuse. Ten candidates on the CNN stage last night. Ten others debated Tuesday night. The Heritage Foundation's Genevieve Wood says there's one big issue working against any Democrat hoping to unseat President Trump. The economy is doing well, and that's a very tough thing to run against when people are feeling good about where they are, what they're able to spend, what they're able to invest in, what they'll be able to do for their family. A son of Osama bin Laden, said to have followed in his late father's terrorist footsteps, is reportedly dead. Hamza bin Laden apparently killed sometime in the past two years. One person was killed, five others hospitalized, following a massive explosion and fire in Lincoln County, Kentucky overnight. A natural gas pipeline blew up. A Navy pilot still missing after his jet crashed during a training mission yesterday over Death Valley. Search for the pilot continues. On Wall Street this hour, the Dow is up about 72 points. The S&P ahead 11, the Nasdaq up 66. More on these stories at townhall.com. 
Never Forgotten Apparel is more than just a premium women's and men's clothing line. It's a movement to remind us to wear American-made and serve those who serve us. Our heroes. Never Forgotten Apparel gives 20% of their total sales to nonprofits that support homeless veterans and off-duty firefighters. And 50% to individual veterans and firefighters in need nationwide. Check out NeverForgottenApparel.com. Use promo code MATT, M-A-T-T, and get 15% off your purchase. Why have thousands of aspiring authors teamed up with Christian Faith Publishing to publish their book? Because Christian Faith Publishing is an author-friendly publisher who understands that your labor is more than just a book. We provide authors freedom and flexibility throughout the publishing process, professional book editing, award-winning design, and some of the highest royalty structures in the publishing industry. And as always, you will retain 100% of the rights to your book. I was looking to find a company that I could trust, one that assisted in the editing process completely. The most important qualities that I was looking for was a publisher who was honest and upfront. No hidden costs or fees and owning the rights to my own work. Christian Faith Publishing will publish, market, and sell your books in all major bookstores, online booksellers, as well as specialty Christian bookstores. Call for your free author submission kit. 800-978-4812 That's 800-978-4812 Dr. Ken Brown here, host of Gut Check Project with my co-host, Eric Rieger. I've seen in my practice that Atron deals a whole lot more than just a bloating product. Yes, it does a whole lot more than just fix bloating because of the polyphenols that you find in Atron Teal. What are some of the things that these polyphenols do, Eric? These polyphenols can help you have more energy and polyphenols are great for athletes. It sounds like it's going to help a whole lot more people than just bloating. Go to lovemytummy.com slash spoonie. All right, we're about to start the second hour of episode 19, Gut Check Project, with your host, Dr. Ken Brown. I'm Eric Rieger, and we are joined today with Brian Bradford of Sunflower Shop. Real quick, before we get too far, don't forget, lovemytummy.com forward slash Spoonie. Pick up your own Spoonie Atron Teal, or you can go to, to Brian's shop, Sunflower Shop. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah, I challenge everyone. I'm, I'm into this challenging now. Storm the shop. <laughs> commit, commit to go into Sunflower Shop, pick it up Outron Teal, or go to lovemytummy.com slash Spoonie. That's exactly right. And you get a bit of a discount. We've got the little uh, show special. And don't so. forget, you can also like and share the program, the podcast, gutcheckproject.com. And then you can also find us at uh, YouTube, search Gut Check Project. And you can go to the page and like and look at uh, look at Dr. Brown in the video. And you can even see that uh, Brian showed up in much nicer clothes than we did. Yeah. <laughs> Just a coat. Didn't we Didn't we start episode one in tuxedos and we've just gone downhill? Just gone since downhill since. Yeah. yeah. That's why you're in your boxers and t-shirt right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, I see pretty that. much. Yeah. We, we've gone to costume shops. We've worn some. I came in dressed as a hot dog one time. You have to find the episode and let us know. If you can see which one it is. You challenge him. I'm, I'm quite sure. Well, I'm quite sure. I, I hate to break this, Derek. We did a whole show on psilocybin, and he thought he was dressed as a hot dog the whole time. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to ruin. I didn't want to ruin the flow of the show. I was like, you know, the other guy were like, uh, that's great. It's it's about psilocybin. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't know. You I could, didn't know. No, no, no. I could, I could hear sound, and I could, I could, I could, uh, you know, I could. Oh, wait, no, hear sound? Oh, I could see sound. See sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see sound. Go. Either That's one, I'm, I'm still there. Anyway. Yeah, which is, uh, which, before we get into a lot of questions I have for you about how your journey with this and Sunflower Shop and how you help your community, you know, there's a there's a lot of stuff where 
there's a really good chance that psilocybin will be either a therapeutic drug or even an over-the-counter product in not too long. Really? Think so? really oh, there's some really cool research coming out, mainly on depression, opioids, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. For his pot, for her, for your project, we should hook him up with uh, Dennis. He would, he would, you would. I mean, the applicable science from the Hefter Institute would be interesting. I think it'd be kind of cool. Well, what's cool about you is that you're also a grocery store. Sure. So you do a whole show on psilocybin. They go, does this have it? And you're like, I don't know. Try yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's they can, they'll end up taking their lens and be like, Portabella, dang <laughs> it. Yeah, a behind-the-scenes look. <laughs> have a market, non-GMO products. Yeah, well, we had, we had a uh, mushroom expert on called Cooper Reed, and he was describing um, how you can grab the, and he was using the different terms, of the mushroom, and you can tell the psilocybin content based on how it turns purple. Yeah, so that, that was fascinating. Really, that is fascinating. Yeah, it's. A, I'm. I'm so into mushrooms right now. Not just the trippy mushrooms, but the, how complex, how massive of a kingdom this is, mm-hmm. and it, it's so interesting. He forages for mushrooms, and he can tell you which ones are edible, which ones aren't. That's and awesome. All this other He's stuff. He's working on becoming a mycologist, or at least one uh, a professional tradesman of mycology. I can't remember exactly what they call it. Yeah, when we were at Paleo, what he's referring to Dennis McKenna is a few years ago, we were at Paleo FX, and we showed up with microphones and um, just hooked him up in the Airbnb that we were at, and just happened to be that the godfather of psilocybin mushrooms who is a phd in mycology really the him and his brother wrote a book on how to grow magic mushrooms when they were in college Mm -hmm. and it's like the bible still (laughs) and so he hung out with us for like two hours and we just uh, just geeked out on mushrooms it's fascinating the therapeutic side of it though brian was was what really got my attention and before he came on to tell us even some of the cool stuff was just the data they have so the hefter institute i believe is is in idaho and um they had people smoking cessation, for instance, one what, six months in, 91% success rate. What was even more astounding was at five years, it's well over 60% smoking cessation. 60%, yeah. really? Six, 64? Yeah. 60 and change. Massive. Like uh, That is massive. Yeah. Like when we talk about the, what's the drug that people take to get off that? Uh, oh, oh, Chantix. Chantix. That's like 35% at six months. Really? That's what their standard is right yeah. now? And this is, these studies are coming. Well, that's the study out of the Hefter Institute. New studies are coming out of Johns Hopkins, looking, and they're getting very similar results. Wow. It's just, it just shows that there's a lot of things that we have left uncovered. That's for sure. In Mother Nature that probably could help with disease states, and they're doing the research on it, which is super exciting. That is very exciting. So, Brian, for you to get where we are at Sunflower Shop today, you uh, let us know that you were born in Oklahoma. I did. What town? I'm not a true Okie, though. It's there under six months. I think you got to be classified six months or more to be an Okie. <laughs> so I can still consider myself to be a Texan. Nice. Yeah, uh, actually, Tinker Air Force Base. My dad was in the Air Force at the time. Oh, so nice. I was born there in Oklahoma. I think it was $4.36 is what I cost him, so pretty cheap. <laughs> Um, but it cost them a lot more later on. <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, yeah, we moved to Texas right after that. And uh, gosh, my background, if you want to know, I mean, I, I got in the military back in the, you know, 89 to 93 is when I served. Uh, so I was in the first Gulf War. Uh, what branch? Uh, Army. Nice. Army, yeah. My, Thank you for your service. I well, appreciate it. The uh, What got me interested, I guess, really in health, my first duty station was actually a military intelligence duty station. You were there from 89 to 93? 93. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 89.93. So uh, our our friend uh, Rich Hagedorn, uh, Patriot Liquors, Liquor, were they, anyway, they started a veterans um, 
organization. Liquor, they're doing you know whiskey, vodka, and all these other yeah, things. Yeah, I've heard. Okay, he I've heard something about that. He was 101st Airborne at that exact same time. Yeah, really. Because I was in I was in college, and it, he was he was doing that one. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. He did the exact same thing that you did. He was a paratrooper. Yeah, it's awesome. No, I wasn't a paratrooper. I I'm more of a radio operator, but I got to be stationed in the uh, military intelligence units, and I love the detective work oh, wow. that was there. I mean, all the information coming in, trying to sort it and, and disseminate that to the higher command and so forth. And that's what got me interested in going, hey, I wouldn't mind being in the FBI one day. That's what I really wanted to do as a kid. I think I've always wanted to be in law enforcement, believe it or not. But uh, my second duty station was uh, medical. And so, actually, when we went to the Gulf War, I was in a medical unit, and we sort of picked up, you know, bodies and things as we went through the way. And uh, I, I loved the medical side, and so I was like, maybe I want to do this. And so, I said, as soon as I got out of the military, I went through EMT school, I went through the police academy, and uh, that's I was just driving that way to really be maybe be a FBI agent one day is my ultimate goal. And then uh, God had other plans for me, I guess in the. You know, 1993, my dad was building the store in Colleyville and needed some help putting up shelves. And so I, while I was waiting to get on the Fort Worth Police Department, I went over there to help him out. And I met my now wife at that point in time, too. And so I had to make a decision on do I want to pursue the law enforcement career or stay with the store? And I actually stayed with the store. And the way I look at it, though, is that what drove me in the military of the military intelligence and the medical side, it really shaped me to become what I now call myself the body detective in a sense of saying, instead of trying to catch criminals and investigate the, the criminal side, I'm investigating the body. And that's where I turned that attention focus to. And so I'm a nerd at heart too, as well. Until I met you, I guess you're the bigger nerd than I am. <laughs> Ken, but, you know, I thought I was a pretty big nerd, but other than that, that, that's sort of how I got into what I'm doing. And now I've been doing it 25 years on a serious note, even though I've been raised around it all my life from my grandmother well and so. i can tell that is is way more than a business to you because it, some other stuff that you had shared with me in the past is that you went ahead and became a full certified clinical health uh, coach from uh, it was dr sears yeah, dr Sears wellness institute yeah i mean that's amazing and he does that with his it's him and his son correct yeah i think his son pretty much runs most of it now i okay. think he still oversees a lot of things is he a naturopath or what's his, what's uh, his MD? he's an md oh yeah dr sears has been around for a long time too as well i mean he was one of the leaders pioneers in a lot of research that was out there so that's why I've always respected his institute and why I chose that one out of the millions of health coaching colleges there are he out there He was associated in the past with both UC Irvine and he was out in South Carolina. Yes, yes I think California, yeah. Florida. I think it's Florida more oh, so. Oh, Florida, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure, but he's been around everywhere. But I followed a lot of his information through the years. What was it like knowing that you wanted to simply just be a better resource for your customers and, and basically who became your clients to have someone to talk to? What was it like going through that level of protocol and probably going even well beyond what you could even offer in a store. And then knowing that you could take this information back to people. What, what was it like to, to make that transition in a store setting? Was it was anybody else in the Sunflower Shop doing that at the time? No, it really wasn't. I mean, we're, we're always looking for ways to better ourselves, of course. And sure. so any trainings and information, because, you know, in the health industry, there wasn't a lot, especially in the early you know 70s and 80s, there wasn't a lot of information going out there. You would just basically, most of these colleges who were teaching nutrition mm -hmm. were just taking books written by other doctors, and we still developed our own opinion around this herb or so forth. It wasn't a lot of factual information, even though it had been around for thousands of years. So it, it, was, it was just a, a way of trying to fit, understand how to give the customer the information about how does this herb work and a lot of people always ask me say what school did you go to and, you know how do i get into nutrition and so forth and I, I always say start by learning how the body works first before you learn what vitamin c is for yeah 
I think it's so important we don't learn enough about our bodies and our systems. I mean, look how much the CBD is playing on all these different systems in our body now. And if we understood these systems more, it makes a lot more sense to why you do this and not that when we understand the body. And so I, I always tell people, go do your A&P classes and learn the medical side, biology and chemistry. Learn those things first. Because once you understand that, then vitamin C is easy to track through the body and what's, what's going on. That's the way I look at it. Well, so when you watched your dad and then your grandmother run the store, obviously you said they started in 1970. When I was crawling on their shack carpet in the store, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so she she was huge and innovative with the idea that she wanted to to introduce this to the citizens of Tarrant County and Fort Worth. So she makes that leap, and then you saw them progress all the way to the point where you said your dad was opening up now what is a gigantic location up here in, in Colleyville. But then you took it a step further and said, okay, I, I, you apparently were able to recognize there was a need. You knew that people were turning to the people that ran the store for more and further education. How did you get the insight? You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go out and seek an external education source and, and take this to another level. Because now my experience of going into Sunflower Shop, there's nobody that's not supremely educated, especially in the section that they're working in. And that sets it apart. I mean, if you go into a big grocery store, it's, it's a stalker, and they're going to walk you over to where something is, but that's as far that's as it goes. It, yeah. that's, well, I was, I mean, I, I always find it fascinating that the person that gets first crack at most of my patients is the Whole Foods aisle person. And, you know, Ken, that's what is, has really amazed me over the years is that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we were the last person someone would walk into the store of looking for something to help what couldn't be fixed before whether it's through doctors chiropractors anybody else we were the last person to see now that whole paradigm has shifted and yeah. now we're the first person they come see before mm-hmm. they head off to the doctors and that's that's it's an Which, honor but that's what forces to become more educated i was going to say that that is i mean you have an obligation to make sure that that's everybody right. in that store represents you and everybody really well i think that i'd say whole foods because I think it's changed. The model's changed ever since I sold to Amazon. I don't think you have the no. passionate people. No. That's for sure. I don't think you have. And, it, you know, that's um, if you're going to get first crack at them, everybody should be called to work at your store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It should exactly. be a job. That's right. And even in our hiring process, we're not we're not focused on necessarily just knowledge per se. It, to me, it's about passion to help others, to have empathy and, and compassion to really want to help someone. That's what we hire on first. That's our first priority. Knowledge we can teach. Passion you can't. Sure, and that, that's a big thing, and that's why we, we really pride ourselves and our staff being that you know compassionate. When you walk in and you don't feel good, you know we, we're going to try to help you out. Do you have what is the most common? It's going to put you on the spot, but okay. what do you what do you think is the most common thing that your customer comes in and asks you, or ask any of your employees? I'm going to say digestion. Digestion is probably still the most asked questions. Whether it starts out as bloating or it turns into IBS, it's was it always. That's a great question. I, I would say probably so. Okay. Okay. In some way or another. Of course, uh-huh. food quality was much better way back when, yeah. than, you know, than it is today. Sure. So I can't say you had probably as much of the upper GI as you did lower GI problems back then. Now, nowadays, yeah, without a doubt, it's, it's from top to bottom digestive issues. That's probably our number one sought after issues. That's really interesting because... So the non-GMO stat, when do you think the first time, it may be different for you be, being in that industry, but when's the first time you really took notice oh, that non-GMO was a movement? Like late in life. Yeah. Like, I mean, we didn't, I mean, we've talked about this. It's not like my parents were talking about, you know, I mean, I mean my mom, we, we had 
TV dinners occasionally. Hungry Man TV dinners. That's right. Yeah, yeah Nighthawks. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Nighthawks. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's, uh, I guess that was, but something happened because we were talking about this. Like even in Europe, if I go to Europe, mm-hmm. I don't have the digestive issues. If I, I'm gluten intolerant. So if I eat gluten here, I'm going to have some issues. I can go to Europe and have gluten. And it's really kind of fascinating. So I don't, I'd be very curious to talk to somebody in that industry I don't think our model works the way it does there. They have little pharmacies all over the place. There's mm-hmm. no real Walgreens and CVS on every corner because right. everybody needs something. And I'm not really sure that the market is that is is that big in Europe as it is here. Like if you had a sunflower shop there, would you be seeing the level of people coming through? I don't know. I mean, we even still carry a lot of supplements that are actually still prescription in Germany, per se. Oh, really? So, I mean, we, that's where we've seen a lot of that come down. I, I actually lived in Germany for a couple of years in the military. And so, you're right. The homeopathic was a prescription. We can buy it over the, over the counter here. Wow. So, it, it amazing. You know, their standards are definitely probably a lot better than ours in many ways. In it, many ways. It's interesting, though, that if you look at uh, developed versus underdeveloped countries, so underdeveloped countries may have different types of diseases and things like that that we don't necessarily have to worry about here. But one thing that's completely inverted is the rate and climb and growth of autoimmune disease. That's for sure. And it's specific and almost always ends up starting in the gut, right? So I was just looking up some stats on something that we were sending out on behalf of Autron Teal to, uh, to a handful of dietitians that we have contact with. <laughs> and currently the EU... And it's all of them. So it's probably not every country, but it's the EU conglomerate and the United States by far and away for developed countries lead in rate of growth of autoimmune disease. 10% by year currently for the EU and 8.5% by year for the United States. China is still around 5%. And if you compare that with the amount of, I mean, China's gigantic. Yes. There's lots of areas of China that just don't get high produced foods. So they're probably not exposed to the refined foods, et cetera. And they're probably getting their growth of the autoimmune explosion in the highly populated areas. Mm -hmm. So their number gets balanced out. But the truth is, is that the highly processed foods, the GMO products are ultimately damaging what it is that we're putting into our body. Exactly. Exactly. I'd be curious, Dr. Brown, what's your view on why do you think autoimmune is increasing here in the U S I'm pulling up something here where, we're seeing it in uh, inflammatory bowel disease and autoimmune yes. disease. It's exploding in India. So yep. when I was in medical school and I was a fellow, if somebody from India came to you and they had ileal inflammation, you had to prove that it wasn't tuberculosis. Now it's one of the fastest growing um, autoimmune diseases in India. So wow. I, I think it really kind of comes down to that. We have, we, well, we know that there's many things that can create inflammatory processes, and it all begins with intestinal permeability or leaky gut. Correct. There's a lot of information to show that this is what turns on our immune system. Now, our immune system is there to fight things. And so when it doesn't really get a chance to fight anything and everything is sterilized, but more importantly, we're spraying an antibiotic on the crops. And so, you know, when you spray glyphosate on something and the FDA says, well, it's safe, because we can't find it in your blood. What nobody's talking about is that your own bacteria do what's called the shikimate reaction, and they convert it to something that is not safe. So that's, that's one of the problems. And then Roundup, the same thing, was considered a class one carcinogen, but we don't really 
care that we're spraying all this glyphosate everywhere. There has to be correlation with that. There I totally to agree. Totally agree. I, I think that's a big issue, including GMOs and everything else. I know it's an accumulation of many different uh, problems that are going on, but it's, our food supply is definitely totally different than some, like you said, gluten in Europe is totally different than gluten in the U.S. right now. And we have this thing called epigenetics where you may be walking around with the gene, and if something kicks it on, then that's what allows for this to happen. Maybe the Northern European descent of all of us were walking around with a with the higher potential to do it and it you could flip a switch one day and end up going from uh, you were perfectly fine to celiac disease i bumped into a friend of mine uh it shocked me that i saw him and he's i don't know late 50s 60 and he was wearing an insulin pump i was like whoa what's going on he's like yeah out of nowhere type 1 diabetes adult onset type 1 adult wow. onset autoimmune diabetes what yeah that's what i said and and he's like a doctor and eats clean and everything and is very into health he's like i know <laughs> like <laughs> what happened like, what in the world happened uh, totally normal and then just pow your body starts producing antibodies to the islet cells in the pancreas and man we always said that a child could never get type 2 diabetes it was adult onset diabetes mm. with a genetic risk factor for insulin insensitivity. And we always said that if you're going to have type 1 diabetes, you're going to get it as a child because yeah. that's an autoimmune disease. Man, not anymore. Type 2 diabetes happened in third grade. And we've got, I, this is the first case I've ever heard of that. It probably happens more often, but I never really thought about that. I was like, holy cow, that's a that's not a fun autoimmune disease. Basically, no autoimmune disease is fun. So, not at all. And I think that... Um, Last week, briefly discussed this, that uh, I'm, I'm really big into bowel protection. Go, big surprise. <laughs> Wonder why. <laughs> um, last week, we covered a couple different things, but one of them that we didn't get into too much detail with was that study with how pro-anthocyanidins, oh, yeah. which are polyphenols, yep. uh, the complex polyphenols, um, actually were shown to help with... Um, intestinal permeability and now we're learning how it does that now we're seeing that green tea extract mm -hmm. forms a gelatinous film around gliadin so that may be why people don't have as much of a reaction to it so it if you if you're eating a highly processed diet and you're continually exposing your body to these things and you're continually chipping away at it by having um, chemicals kind of sprayed on it you're kind of setting yourself well I mean it's it's hard to get away from it but if you have the genes and then you're exposed like this, then you're kind of setting yourself up for something like that. But even even then, people that are trying to eat clean and do all this can still pop up with something. There's there's more to it. Are we too clean? That's kind of what Eric was getting at, is in no, third world good countries. Point. good point. You know, they, they eat dirt. Mm -hmm. They expose themselves to stuff. Microbiome, they, that's why all that research is getting oh, yeah. booming as well. It's kind of crazy, though, when you think about what... Uh, with glyphosate, and it was okayed by the FDA to use. And just like you said, they they presented some markers and said, well, it's not detectable in the blood or where or whatever tissue, right? Who's to say that they even knew that that was the right markers to look for? Because obviously it wasn't. But what's even more scary is the people who authorize and get to say that glyphosate is safe is genuine, uh, generally a legislator who's not scientifically trained whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And they say, well... 
They said that the marker that we should be concerned about that what they think is okay isn't there to show that it's being contaminated, must be safe. That, unfortunately, is who is driving the decisions on what is and is not safe for us to consume as a public. And then it just gets bastardized. That's right. And then, and sometimes at some point you know that someone is just not being completely honest on what we actually should be looking for. You know, they could say, glyphosate's safe. It didn't make my house blow up. Well, it didn't make the house blow up. It must be fine. But that's not what we're looking for. So I guess oftentimes they kind of have you chasing a red herring that isn't going to be applicable to what could actually be damaging to you. Well, yeah. And, and so that's that's one of the unfortunate things is that it's not necessarily, I mean, it's capitalism at its purest. I mean, sure. we, we, we don't necessarily think, okay, what is the most healthy and beneficial thing? What is the cost of that? How are we going to feed the low socioeconomic areas of the country, which is kind of that South that you're talking about where you're like, they don't have the sunflower shops there. They don't have that. There's not an infrastructure to support that. I just tell my patients, look, if you can just not open a bag and eat, that would be probably, that would go a long way. So what do you think, uh, Brian, we only got about two minutes till till this next break, but what do you think? would it take for some of those states that don't have that kind of access to, to have a, a sunflower shop in them? What, what, why, why do you think that it's not prevalent in, in some of those areas? Demand. I mean, education demand, I think is what it boils down to. Sure. We're not, I mean, we're not teaching anything in school systems about how to be healthy right. in one bit, not even about your body per se. Be, I'd love to see an A&P class and, as a sophomore. You know, or a freshman in high school. That'd be nice. I think we should learn do more of that. Just at least spark the uh, spark the attention of kids wanting to understand. Okay, how do we make this body or this system healthier? Sure. I, I think it starts the ground up with the kids. You know, and unfortunately, the kids are eating just like the parents are, and so this trend is going to keep going until we break that cycle somehow. Is most is most of the sugar in the U.S. still produced along the Gulf Coast? I just know this that just occurred to me. Because you have Sugar Land outside of Houston, which was where Imperial started. But, I mean, you've got the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans. I'm just thinking that, in some instances, industry basically takes over the population. That, oh, that's a great point, Eric. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of curious. I mean, maybe that's in part, you say the education, these these types of conversations don't don't arrive there because that's what they're depending depending upon for an economic livelihood. That's right. And it's the same thing, like when we were when when Marie and I were living down in Texas or outside of Texas City, which is a gigantic refinery, and no one really talked about air quality down there. At all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got about ten seconds left. We'll be back here with Brian in a moment. I want to talk about certifications and how they choose a product over here at Sunflower Shop. We will be back here in just a moment. Like and share, gutcheckproject.com. If you're trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. 
I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your dish-authorized retailer now. 800-570-6630. 800-570-6630. That's 800-570-6630. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Fast Track Student Loans can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop collection calls, and stop seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and get your student loan payments down to as little as $25 a month based on what you can afford to pay. 800-709-4395. All right, episode 19, Got Jake Project. We're back with the last half hour. Still have Brian Bradford on hand from Sunflower Shop getting all kinds of crazy knowledge that, honestly, industry in terms of health is being driven because people are looking for it. And that's really what Brian's said about Sunflower Shop. I mean, the, the fact that you said that the paradigm shift has taken place where they start with you now. Yes. Then they go to the doctor. Yeah. You're in a fantastic position. We are, and, and that's why we're trying to make even more connections with the doctor directly to say, hey, we, if, depending on what the customer's needs are, what their what their path and goal is, we know what doctors to try to refer them out to now and, and be able to have that support system of we can support them nutritionally, you do what you got to do on the medical side. It's a great network, and, and they like it because they don't have to worry about trying to figure out all this nutrition stuff. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You were talking in between. I was like, man, just go ahead and save that. Yeah. So what were you talking about? Um, somebody from Ankeny, Iowa? Yes, we know some people from Ankeny. And um, one of those uh, people shared with me that uh, the founder or developer, someone who had a, a serious stake in the development and use of glyphosate, which turned into Roundup, lives in that area, gigantic house, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, that's where they grow lots of corn lots of wheat, and um, the first, I would say, the primary perception of, of that achievement was, this is great. We're, we're building up uh, food sources, et cetera, et cetera, and I think over time, even that same person's like, that may not have been the greatest discovery ever, and I'm just, it's interesting because I think that people get insulated by what they, I mean, what they're, what they're surrounded with. Yeah. yeah, what they're surrounded with, and it's not everyone's fault, but I mean, look at that. I mean, it's, now the Mississippi River is contaminated with fertilizer and glyphosate, and it's it, we're paying a price for it in the Gulf by the time the water reaches there. So it everything comes at a significant cost if it left unchecked. Well, when I was in medical school at University of Nebraska, the Nebraska, if you look at a map, it's called the lymphoma belt, where it goes all the way through Nebraska and into Iowa. 
And, you know, we, we worked with a nurse from Iowa. When she moved down here, she ended up developing leukemia. Yep. And that was unfortunate. Well, she got through it. So, she so it's where the highest cases of lymphoma have been shown? It's They call it the lymphoma belt. Okay. The lymphoma leukemia belt. So much so that it was the first autologous blood uh, transplant was done at University of Nebraska. And it's one of the better medical schools to go if you're going to be studying bloodborne disorders and um, transplants. So including liver transplants. But... Uh, autologous blood transplant where they spin it down they irradiate you they take away all of this and then they give it back to you that's kind of all started at university of wow. nebraska you know out of necessity breeds invention it sure does and that's the lymphoma belt right there but that makes sense because it's an agricultural those are two agricultural states that serve a great purpose make no mistake about it we're feeding a lot of people we're feeding you know animals and everything but you're exactly right we didn't anticipate that this I pulled up, I was talking about that Mendeley, and I went ahead and took the liberty of just typing in glyphosate. So these are one of 10,000 articles that we have downloaded, and, and it's, uh, I'll show it to you. You can just see that all these articles are there. That's a lot. And things like um, the stuff that no, nobody's talking about. This comes down to this. Um, glyphosate-based herbicide exposure affects gut microbiota, causing anxiety and depression in mice. Wow. Simple little one. Yep. Right there. So, oh, okay. Straightforward. Yeah. Glyphosate induced cell death through apoptotic and autophagic mechanisms. So, that is affecting our, us on a cellular level. It's time to reassess current safety standards for glyphosate. A lot of articles on Why this. Why are we still seeing pallets of Roundup at our <sighs> local hardware store? I don't know. It's crazy. Well, and I mean, I, well, I've got neighbors that don't that don't know what we know true and they'll be out there just spraying it and i've got another neighbor who's like i can't believe they're doing that i'm like they don't know anything well what about right. so in my neighborhood um they'll all these different companies true green and these different things that are going <laughs> to guarantee that your that your grass is green and they're going to get rid of the weeds and but don't let pets or anybody walk on it after we're done okay <laughs> nope like well why that doesn't sound like it's safe you know what's interesting <laughs> you bring up true green and uh i don't think they'll ever be a sponsor so i'm not too worried but they <laughs> I spit my water out. <laughs> but uh, we, we but, <laughs> this could be like one of those. We turn into like some crazy political show. And we're like, yeah, sponsored by True Green. True Green. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember when we were into health? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all fitness sponsored by Imperial Sugar. Eric's, Eric's just sitting there just smoking. And we're like, yeah, and our next sponsor, McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> Stomp out asthma. Brought to you by Marlboro. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do remember this. Uh, <laughs> this sounds like an episode of Idiocracy. <laughs> <laughs> President Camacho. Yeah, President Camacho. So, so uh, uh, True Green did come and service our yard one one summer because they told us that we were getting the organic package. And at first, I felt really confident in it, but I don't. I don't know. What's their organic package? Well, I don't know. I mean, okay. that, that's. Could they explain it? I mean, if you asked them, would they, they be able to tell you what it was? And they said that if you paid X amount, that it was going to consist of this. And then we also asked is kind of like the question that Ken just said, you know, can the, can the pets run around on it? And they said, sure. But even looking back on it, uh, some things have been revealed about that process and what is and isn't the organic lawn treatment. And I just don't think that it was as advertised. I could be wrong. But what was even more concerning is they said they were able to trace that the contaminants that would happen in an organic package, they were using the same equipment to distribute the... That's right. You know... So they still got cross-contamination. Even though yeah. I, I feel like I'm, uh, compared to some of my friends, I'm probably hypersensitive trying to find the right answer. Even even I make mistakes. Yeah. And it's just going to... We all do. Yeah. 
Yeah. And now I've since then just decided that I don't even know why we care so much about a fruitless crop anyway. And we waste all of our water on growing grass. It doesn't. I don't know much. if this is true or not, but I just got on pesticidewatch.org. So, I mean, it is it is the internet without any real background check. But <laughs> Dr. Google. Yeah. Dr. <laughs> Google. Yeah, they're not, uh, they're not too keen on the chemicals that they use. We'll just say it that way. Yeah. Well, live and learn. I don't. We didn't stick with it, but of course, uh, you know, you, I don't know. So it's it's one of those things, Ooh. and they they could have done a great job, but I and when it was all over, I kind of felt like I might have been pitched on something that really wasn't delivering what they said they were delivering. Sure, sure. So that happens, and that happens. I bet when people come to pitch things at Sunflower all shop, the time, all what, the time. What do you think are the best protocols, and what were some of the pitfalls that y'all found out weren't working for you on vetting companies that you did business with? Well, I mean, one of the biggest. I guess learning experiences during our years was, you know, a, a manufacturer or, or would come into the store trying to pitch, give you their sales pitch on a product. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds wonderful. It's healing all this. It's doing this things, doing that. It sounds great, but they never could provide certificate analysis or all oh. the le- things on the label at the time. And you started to wonder, you know, when you start, consumers were actually starting to take in and didn't get those results that they were claiming. Then we started asking questions. This was a long time ago, of course. And we started going, well, we need to know what's in it because like you said, there's still all kinds of companies who are being tested in their ingredients and they don't have what they say in there. Or they got 5,000% of too much of something. Yep. It could be, it's like that all everywhere. And that's, that's a big challenge. We told the story about how I sent um, our original uh, base product, Cabracho, to a deconstruction lab. I did leave this part out where he said, well, it's really interesting because you're just sending me a chemical. What we usually get is competitors sending in something, and they want me to run for something. And I said, like, what do you mean? He's like, well, like, if I get a male enhancement pill, and we'll look at it, he goes, I will almost always find, you know, drugs in it. And they just uh, banned substances. Well, well, yeah, or Viagra or yeah, sildenafil right. or whatever. You know those those drugs. He said we'll almost always see that. And he goes, we'll see in weight loss products. We'll we'll find. So I don't necessarily do deconstruct it. I'm going to look for something that is typical found in these. And that's what they're getting to the point. So in that original article that I brought up today about the about the SARMs, uh-huh. that that's what they looked for. They're like, oh, there's a bunch of of uh, different products doing this. So they start randomly checking it. And a bunches of products that were supposedly for health performance had these SARMs in there. So it's to the point where they, they, they go through trends. Mm-hmm. Where because if your competition is doing it, and then you know it starts getting into the whole: Are we going to go out of business? Or are we going to bend the rules a little? Is it really bending the rules? Or I mean, it just gets weird. It, it does. It does. And it, it's it's a wide variety of, of ingredients that are out there. I mean, a lot of people ask, why can't I just buy this from the grocery store or Costco or Sam's? They got some good things there. Don't get me wrong. But there's a lot of bad things, too. And you just got to understand what to look for in those things. And so that's why, again, some far shop prides itself on make sure we got the certificate analysis. They got NSF quality on the labels all that's so important now to protect the consumer how many do you, do you have a lot of products does the nsf label mean a lot to you it you does it, it does, does. It? in fact one of our favorite companies blue bonnet right here in sugarland texas i mean they're, they got some of the best you know qualifications on their label i've ever seen any company do really that's a lot awesome. of nsf certifications so i mean especially for the sports yeah and that's exactly what we use with the yep. uh, autron teal so that whole thing was kicked off to us uh, because we had interest from a dietitian that was uh, caring for players at the uh, Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. And he reached out and said, uh, he said, I uh, want 
to start giving Atron Teal to the coaches and to the wives of the players. And I said, that's great. What about the players? He said, I can't do it until you get an NSF certified for sports. I said, that's awesome. What the heck is that? (laughs) And then uh, it wasn't long after that that we began uh, really petitioning Sunflower Shop to carry Atron Teal. And I never forget that that you and Kim and a few others said, if you have that, that's that's a separator. You're golden. Yeah, yeah, that's a separator. It's you know it's so interesting because it's a definite separator to you. It's a separator to us. But the general public doesn't really understand what that little symbol is. So if you have an athlete, if you're if you know of anybody who's doing athletics, you gotta you gotta tell them to look for that NSF certification. And it's just it's very bold. Sits right out. Say, and you know we we pay a lot of money to have third parties look at this and make sure that we're not doing anything. We you know, do the, the certified for sport mark is actually. I mean the the. It's okay that it's not well known because it's actually only like five or six years old. That's right. This specific it's mark still itself. Young. And so, do you see that, uh, especially so in Colleyville, y'all have lots of young parents with kids who are growing up very competitive in sports in this area. Do you notice that they, they're starting to learn to gravitate towards these kinds they're of They're learning, but it's still early on for the public to do understand NSF and what's going on, GMO verifications and all the other certifications that are on the bottles and, and why they pay a little bit more for it because of those reasons. Sure. I and mean, that's important that you're getting a good, clean product, the manufacturer's clean and not sweeping things in the bathtub like we talked about earlier. So it's it's for us, it's very important. Trying to translate that to the consumer is the next big step now. It's about the education of, hey, look for these certifications on your label because it does mean something. It is so interesting that somebody, it's funny how we will um, cut corners at certain times. So if you've got your super elite baseball player and he's a high level high school player and he's going to be possibly getting a scholarship, going to college, and then you spent all this money getting up to that point and then going, well, I can get that from Costco. It is an NSF certified, but I'm going to get that creatine from this place over here. I'm going to get whatever. It's like you worked all the way up to this. Don't start skimping now. <laughs> it just happened to a tennis player. I, I'm sorry, I don't follow tennis. I don't remember what her name was. But she just got banned for two years because they found a substance in a multivitamin she was taking. Oh, I don't really? want to mention the brand, but it's you probably pull it up. That is but, that would that would be talked about in my house. Yeah, so. it's it's a prominent brand out there, and they they have the sports multi. Uh-huh. that she was taking and uh-huh. had a banned substance was found in. I can't remember what the ingredient is. Can you probably know it when you see it, but it's definitely a, it was a problem. She just got wow. uh, suspended for two years. Holy cow. She, it, it looks like it's a, um, well, at least the one that popped up first, uh, she's suing a vitamin firm. That's over, right. She is over this. She's in Argentine. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, what a crippling thing that she didn't ask for. You know, and that's that's what happens, unfortunately, when you take things that you can't believe in its certification or just lack certification altogether. Exactly. exactly. Well, you know, while Ken's looking that part up, let me ask you, uh, you mentioned certificate of analysis, and you know that um, I know that, that Sunflower Shop has been on the leading edge of making CBD available to the community. That's right. Uh, high quality CBD at that. Uh, now, we've we've gone through the, the hard steps of finding a manufacturer that we can trust that would produce legitimate coas what we discovered about four months ago is a high a high likelihood of people imitating coas what what has sunflower shop had to do to guard themselves against faux coas and faux certifications we just do our due diligence to try to really try down the company because there's not a whole lot you can really do besides you know Go test it yourself. Send it to the lab and test it yourself if you need to to try to verify their COAs themselves. Sure. That's been done sometimes. Right. It's just we want to make sure if we have any doubts. But 
most of the time we're always going to stick with those high-quality manufacturers that we have no doubts about. But in the CBD world, there's a lot of new companies popping up. So there's a lot of companies we haven't heard of. And I've looked at yours. Y'all showed me your CBD this morning, which looks awesome. Well, you, you mentioned that you've gone to manufacturers' locations. Yes. Have you ever offered to go to someone's location? And they're like, oh, that's cool. It's... <laughs> <laughs> no reason. Can we just no. FaceTime? Yeah. We're going to be busy. I'm going to be out of town. Yeah. Has that, has it's, that ever happened? Is there a catfish-type thing wrong with that? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> have you have you ever encountered where they're like, well, it's uh, give us give us a couple of weeks and we'll have it all put together? I mean, has it been kind of questionable in all these no, years? Uh, the manufacturers we do, well, they're pretty on top of it because they already know a lot of our standards when they're coming into nice. our store anyway. They're going to be able to have to present if they can't present right there. there there's a very good likelihood we'll never see them again. So, I mean, that you got to have your information pretty fast. Uh, our buyers, again, you know, we have a once-a-month meeting with new vendors that are trying to get into the store, so they go through all that in just a day. It's crazy. You know, they're very busy at what they do in the research side of it. What about uh, long-distance customers and consumers? Have y'all, have y'all ever maintained or, or developed clientele that grew up here or lived here in Tarrant County, have moved away, and have kept in touch with you to just continue buying from them? All the time. I mean, I, of course, you know, I'm a certified nutritionist too and i have a counseling practice but overall yeah i've had a lot of clients move away so we keep and connect all over the country now we do a lot of mail outs and shipping and so forth um our our website's getting better we're trying to improve it to make it a little bit more friendly oh friendly no, it's good. I'm, yeah, I'm on it now yeah I don't, I don't know why you don't look at ours as the leader of all websites <laughs> <laughs> because if uh, if you want to see what what two medical providers can do when they build their own website obviously you could just go to ours exactly. yeah, well, we've, been, exactly. we've been after we um start hiring people to kind of help us out to you know, put all these pieces together the the common theme is it's not bad for a gastroenterologist building a website, but it's really bad. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, oh, I see how you put that button there. That's cute. Yeah, that's, that's, cute. that's a cute button. That. Pretty color. Pretty color you got on that. Yeah, yeah. We, we're still trying to connect with customers all across the country now. So we really want to be, you know, outside our bubble. Which is what we're trying to do in our next phase, and, and doing more like this podcast, videos, you know, virtual counseling sessions the whole works uh, it's awesome so yep. the, the, i've noticed in your podcast topics that y'all y'all do address digestive issues y'all sure. do address uh, thyroid issues i saw in there's there's various uh, topics on cbd uh cannabidiol the effects um and then when you had uh, dr brown in to talk to and, and do the community outreach uh lecturing series the thing i really liked about it is whenever y'all reached out to the people that are on your email list you begin promoting right away we've got this coming up Go ahead and reserve your spot now. That kind of interaction, it, it seemed to me, because you can see how the spots fill up. Yeah. The, whenever you first kind of exposed the thought process of how Sunflower Shop worked and that you're going to make these things available, were you, were you nervous? Were you like, man, I hope people take oh, of course. You always want to be liked sure. in his own way. I mean, we all do, right? But no, as far as really There's getting services that you can hire, and they'll outsource all those likes. And so they. <laughs> Is that what, what yeah. I'm missing? That's what I yeah. need to find out. I'll get that contact after the show there. Did you see it? Shop, there was 700,000 people that attended that lecture. <laughs> Parking must have been a nightmare. Oh, horrible. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's always, I mean, it's fun because we, we, we try to give back to our local community all the time. And, you know, we, we work with a lot of charities and so forth but trying to get let customers know what doctors what healthcare providers are in their own backyard it's it's always been our biggest challenge but it's been our biggest benefit because we network that brings up two things that just just occurred to me so we we've uh we've seen the list that they have at sunflower shop you know all the different topics i kind of just hit on it but 
I want, I mean, I know that y'all have a great relationship with a lot of physicians in the immediate right. area, but have you ever had one where you have a lecture series just for the area's physicians or healthcare providers just to come in to, to learn a little bit just specifically about your store? No, we really haven't. That's probably more the uh, the Chamber of Commerce type levels oh, that okay. we've, we've done those things okay. with. And that so, makes sense. Yeah, that's where that usually is host at, but we haven't done it in the store. It's not a bad idea. What about uh, the other one that, can, that popped in my mind is what about, we were just talking about uh, parents of athletes. I wonder if it would be a good community outreach program to have something where you basically talk about certifications that are applicable to people who have athletes in the family. I, I oh, think yeah, that's, I think that's really awesome. Idea. It sure would be. But I didn't, I wouldn't know a thing about it if it weren't, if it weren't for just being exposed at this level. So I had a, uh, a few years ago, I had a young man get admitted to the hospital and he was totally jaundiced mm -hmm. and looked like he was going into liver failure. And it's like, yeah. what in the world is going on? And then you start looking at what he was doing. He was doing sports supplements and oh. one of them had um, a hormone in it, which is exactly what that tennis star got popped for. Really? Yeah, and so I mean, it's it's it not only not only may you be wasting your money if you don't get what's there, but there was a recent study that what like forty percent of a lot of the of these different weight loss, sports performance, and sexual enhancement, forty percent of those have dangerous drugs in them. I totally believe that. I really do. It's amazing what's out in there. that category. Yeah, and wow. so you, you just feel, but you. But you think, as a dad, you're helping your 19-year-old? Yeah, I'll go buy the... Well, it's not that. The coach is telling the kids. I mean, we, we get so many kids coming into the store from the high school, since we're surrounded by high schools over yeah. there. I mean, they're saying, hey, come and get this creatine. It's, a, it's an educational battle for us in many ways. We try to get into the school systems, talk to many of the PTA clubs and anybody who will listen about, hey, this is the way we need to be really educating these kids. They don't need to be taking all these Red Bulls and high-caffeine things and yeah. do dosing creatine and not getting any water in their system. They're going to dehydrate themselves. So it's, it's, an, it's an educational battle, but it's... We're getting there. How receptive are they when y'all go have these? The school system itself's not, but if we can get to more of the private organizations, that's where I, I speak more at. Um, that we're reaching more and more of those why, groups. Why, why do you think that the school wouldn't be? I mean, I, and, and, and I, I'm not even surprised at the answer. Well, I'm just curious why. I mean, I, I was invited just to Trinity High School by teacher in their classroom of nutrition. We, we talked about health issues sure. and things, which is great. We see a little bit of that here and there. But you're right. As an overall umbrella of nutrition for the school, I mean, uh, the government plate's still there. I mean, it's the, as far as the food pyramid that they follow, we, oh, don't, we well, don't believe in that. As far as the umbrella in healthcare, when I go and I'm working in the hospital and I'm on the cardiac rehab floor and I'm looking at what oh, is being man. served for the cardiac diet. Is that not amazing? Holy cow. That's crazy. It is absolutely insane. I went in on, I had to go early on the weekend a couple of weeks ago and I'm a, a food service person is bringing the empty trays out, you know, where they go and they collect them all. And I'm like, there's bags of Lay's potato chips. It's breakfast. Yeah. What are we doing? Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't care who ate that. I don't care if we I don't, We just shouldn't offer that. That's crazy. I, I totally agree. And I don't want to in any way bash dietitians. I'm a certified nutritionist, not a dietitian. There is a difference there in Texas. But, you know, dietitians what put a lot of those food plants together based on the food pyramid schemes. And that's where they're going wrong at. It's not the dietitian's fault, per se. They have to follow those parameters. What is the difference between the two? I'm still confused by that because... Even as gastroenterologists, I, I don't see a big difference. At the bottom line of it is that dietitians are taught that all nutrients can still come from food. Okay? And that's the only place we probably need to get them from. Certified nutritionists, no. We don't look at our food supply the same. 
and of course the food pyramid on top of that we we believe we do need a supplement to what the body's not already getting mm, so okay. that, that's probably the base lamest terms you can put it out there as so there's some great dietitians who are open-minded to both sides which is wonderful and that don't necessarily follow the food pyramid scheme but it, it's just everybody's different and everybody's you know lacking a nutrient here and there we're just always trying to figure out what that is to help the body because supplements vitamins herbs minerals doesn't matter do not heal anything it's just the tools for the body to do it on its own mm-hmm. and we're trying to that's why i always tell my clients hey we're not here to treat disease by any means we're looking at what systems are breaking down in the body that can that cause the disease to happen in the first place and that that's a big point it's a big point which reminds me of a funny little story. Go for it. I had a customer come in a couple months ago from a doctor center in the store, and she says, I need some sweet potato cream. <laughs> sweet potato cream. Hmm. Oh, that's exactly what I said. I said, <laughs> hmm, sweet potato cream. I'm racking my brain going, did Dr. Oz just talk about something oh, no. else I don't know about or something? Going, sweet How potato, sweet potato. How do we sweet potato? Exactly. Coming up next. How, how do we do that? So I was racking my brain. It took me about 30 seconds before I finally decided to ask her the question, what are you using it for? And she goes, well, it's to rub on my skin from hormones. What? I was like, oh, we're in Texas. Sweet potatoes and wild yams are the same thing. They're looking for wild yam cream to help in natural progesterone production is what she was looking for. But she called it sweet wow. potato cream. Yeah, that's what she called it. So I thought, you know you're in Texas because sweet potatoes and wild yams are considered the same thing in Texas. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I, it is. Wild, yep. wild yams have an estrogenic effect? They do. That's where, that's where most of your over-the-counter progesterone actually comes from is the wild yam. Oh, fascinating. Wow. Pretty that, cool. Yeah, that is cool. And and you're right. Growing up, I thought that yams and sweet potatoes were the same thing. So I, I thought that. they were different for a long time. Oh. I mean, as a kid, when I was growing up, I didn't know they were the same thing in Texas. Yeah. But in a, but in other states, that wouldn't hold true. No, there's actually different species of it. Yeah, that actually in certain states there is a difference between a sweet potato and a yam, per se. But in Texas, it's the same thing. Man, that whole hormone thing. Oh, I get so many patients that are coming in because it's such big business, the anti-aging hormone oh therapy. Goodness, yes. And I'm not the really The Low T Center is the largest in, in the U.S. It's crazy because when I've talked to like real hormone doctors, they just cringe when you bring that name up because it's it's a factor. You go in, you get a shot, come back two weeks, get a shot. I come know. Out, and uh, that's... Your body doesn't operate like that. No, it does not at it all. It does not. Not at all. I, I don't know what you do about that. It's So that's permitted... And CBD sales is what they're concerned about. That's right. I mean, I know it just does not add up at yeah. all. Then douse some Roundup on top of that, and yeah. we just got a perfect storm. Yeah. Ah, I don't know. They just if it's if it's unnatural, it probably is. I mean, that's it can't be good for you. It just does not make sense. That you're right. Have some Roundup. Go get yourself a low T shot, uh, and then eat some potato chips with uh, Olestra in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're all set. Yeah, have a, have a last one. Finish it off with a 64-ounce Gatorade. There you go. <laughs> Followed by Red Bull. This show, sponsored by Gatorade. Yeah. Put the CBD down. <laughs> no, that's, 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 uh, that's interesting. Well, uh, what was I going to add? Well, that's why I try to tell people, my definition of good health is just doing more good than bad. That, it's that simple. I mean, no one's going to be perfect. I'm not a tree hugger, an organic extremist by any means. Sure. But it's about trying to teach people just to do more good things in their life. It's not about having to change your life upside down necessarily, but just keep taking steps to get there. And that's what health is about. It's a journey. You're always going to be chasing it one way or another. Just thinking, just having the thought go through your head. You, I'll try to add a vegetable to this, to this meal. Exactly. It's a, it could be that simple. Yeah. That simple. 
And, you know, there's this big myth that people think it really costs a lot more to be healthy. That's not true. The truth is it costs a lot more to be sick. It sure does. I mean, when you're looking at the long run side, exactly. I mean, if you're just going to invest a tiny little bit more for a high quality product, your body, your life, your sleep, your everything, for the most part, is just simply going to be better. So I guess you can decide if you want to spread that cost out over time by selecting better foods and shopping at something like Sunflower Shop, or if you want to save a lot of money and then be hit with a big bill when your insurance doesn't cover your hospital stay later. I guess it's completely up to you. I mean, I think Adele Davis said many years ago, one of the pioneers in nutrition, I can't remember exactly the exact words, but she says every day you wake up with, you know, a decision. Do you want to improve health or do you want to become more sick? And every decision of our life is about that. Is that, is this going to better my health or is this going to make me more sick? What I'm putting on, what I'm eating, what I'm doing, am I active, am I sitting? Every decision's that way. You know what I was going to ask you? Uh, we've got about a minute and a half left, but with all of the different clientele that you've come through, what is it like when somebody who you saw probably at their hardest and they've kind of run through the gamut and can I've shared these stories before and then suddenly they have an epiphany and they've rounded the corner and they attribute it to what you've introduced to me to at Sunflower Shop. Uh, it's an amazing feeling. I mean, it's, it's why I do what I do today still. It's that reward system of seeing a, a life change for the better. You know, like you said, they, whether it's a switch that flips on, whether it was a nutrient, whether it was something heard, it doesn't matter where it comes from. It's just that if it improved their health, that, that's a blessing in its own way. It really is. I, I love seeing people's lives change. And we, that's, we get to see it every day. That's the beauty of this job. You know, we get to see it every day of people coming in and saying, hey, you gave me this a couple of weeks ago, and it's amazing what it's done for me. That's and awesome. So it's, it's, but again, it still boils down to education, you know, just compassion for each other again. Well, I sincerely appreciate places like the Sunflower Shop. I certainly appreciate you dropping by to see us today. Of course, y'all have, uh, y'all have represented Autron Teal well for a little over two and a half years. And, and Yeah, one of the early people, yeah. Definitely, yeah. and definitely appreciate it. Uh, Real quick, for people to connect with you, it's sunflowershop.com, and that's with yeah. two P's and an E, right? There you go, sunflowershop.com, with two P's and an E. All right. That's, that's awesome. the best way to get a hold of us. And then, of course, you have the podcast, which is? The Healthy Approach Healthy Podcast, Approach. which is on most of the platforms of iTunes and so forth. So, yeah, we're, we're doing that, too. I need to get you all on my show someday. We'll do it. We'll Easy work enough. on it. Well, Gut Check Project uh, number 19 is in the books, Dr. Brown. Episode 19, great show. We learn a lot. Thank you for doing what you do, my man. Thank Thanks, you, Brian. guys. Yeah. That was a good show, man. Very good. Great job. This is the only 24-hour, take-anywhere platform dedicated to food and fun. We're Spoonie. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Get fast in-home Wi-Fi that you can control with Xfinity XFi. See who's online, pause your Wi-Fi, or even set a curfew for the kids. That's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity today and get a great offer. You'll get fast speeds and the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with Xfinity XFi. 
Plus, enjoy great coverage throughout your home and on the go. Even manage your in-home Wi-Fi network from anywhere when you download the Xfinity XFi app. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store to switch today. Restrictions apply.